Hail to the Podcast is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NFL ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time is a new app that tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last minute deals with prices up to 60% off. And the process could not be more simple because game time allows you to see the view from your seat before you purchase and buy in two taps. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the game time app. I know I have and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So download game time in the app store, Google play, work that clock to your advantage and score last minute tickets. with former Redskins defensive back D'Angelo Hall. Oh, man. So the Redskins are one in six. Can't get any points on the board Mm -hmm. Sunday against the 49ers. I'm surprised it wasn't a blowout, but I guess with the weather the way it was, um, it probably would have been had it not been so crappy outside. But what were your takeaways uh, Uh, from this loss? They're still fighting. You know, that's probably my biggest takeaway is they're still fighting. I think I said on the last podcast, um, you know, as a analyst, you don't see them having a chance to win this game. But as a player who was in a locker room who's been in similar situations, it's like, let's go. We can get this team. The offense isn't very good. Defensively, you knew it was going to be a slugfest. And so to know that that kind of transpired through the course of this game, it gives me hope because this team – I mean, they fought like hell. This defense played played damn good. And so um, it, it just begs the question again, Aaron, and I plead as a fan, as a guy who's been in that locker room, why not put Dwayne Haskins in the game? I was telling my wife while I was watching the game, ah. you say the young fella's not ready. Then you say, oh, he's got great this week in practice, like as if a week of practice got him that much better. And then the game plan for this 49ers team, well, against this 49ers team, is to throw the football 12 times exactly. and run it, run it, run it, run it. Right. I could I said I could have played quarterback. No, exactly. And that I was saying the same thing to Kent before we started. I'm like, how bad is Dwayne Haskins if he can't just get in there and hand the ball off? Like, where is he at? Because I don't understand why they're still not playing him. And we know already that he's not going to play in Minnesota this week on Thursday. Um, So it's just a head scratching situation. Like what do you have in him? Does he not know 10 to 12 plays? I mean, how far behind is he and when are they going to put him in? So they know what they have in him. Or just how stubborn are they in the process and in, in, in not wanting him to play? Uh, it kind of goes into that. And that's that's what that's what gets coaches fired. That's what makes it difficult for coaches. And as a former player, it's like, you know, my mindset is, dude, it's not complicated. You know what I mean? Like put a, put a guy in position to do what he does well and coach him up. And that's kind of how the circle of life and the coaching player kind of dynamic works. When you 
stick to what you want to do, no matter how, you know, that player or that team, you know, responds to it or how well they do it. That's, that's where it gets hard because mm-hmm. you try to put a, you know, you try to put a round peg um, or a square peg in a round hole and, and it just won't fit. Um, I, I, I don't know because I mean, it's not very hard. The way this defense played, if you're telling me Dwayne Haskins couldn't have handed the ball off and threw the ball 12 times, I mean, come on. I, you know, I, I almost felt like we were just, you know, by by the seventh play in the first on the first drive, it was like, well, we're going to run the football today. Like, if the 49ers didn't get it through their heads that early in the ball game, I mean, I think we all knew at that point it was going to be a slugfest type of ball game. Yeah, and it's like, Case Keenum, he's not the best quarterback. So it's like, to me, it's just like where the message, like you were saying, in a week for Dwayne Haskins to have made all this progress, that was kind of the message they were trying to get out last week. It was head scratching because like we were, we've been saying like, how, how could he have improved that much? Like the week before that, he's not ready, but all of a sudden, like he's closer (laughs) in five days and you still can't put him in. Um, you, you know, yesterday when you know your offense is not very good, um, the offense looked so bad. I, I don't see why you don't just see what you have and start getting the young man some reps. Yeah, yeah, because if that's what you're going to do um, through the course of a football game offensively, I mean, goodness, you're not giving yourself much of a chance to win. I mean, Trey Quinn, two receptions for 30 yards, Smallwood, one for 18, Sprinkle, two for 13, McLaurin, one for 11, and and Sims, kind of the gadget guy, three on some shuffle passes and things for five yards. Like, that is horrific. Like, I mean, that, that, oh, my goodness, that's so horrific that even watching it, like, if I didn't have to talk about it, I'm, I'm not watching that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm turning the channel without a hesitation because it was just that boring of a game. And, you know, this fan base doesn't deserve that at all, man. Like, you know, if you're going, if you're going, if you're going, if this is the product we have, we should 100% be getting young guys ready. So we can be something to be reckoned with next year and moving on. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And even just having Kevin O'Connell now as the play caller, um, it's tough to even know, like, assess the job that he's been doing when you are running the ball so much, you know, because we hear yeah. so much about Kevin O'Connell in the talent that he has and the capability that he has. But it's tough in Bill Callahan's offense to really know what he to give a fair assessment, you know, because you want to know what you have in him, too. Here's another guy that people think he could be a head coach someday. Um, I don't know. I think with the trade deadline coming up, I think they need to just blow it up, embrace where they are, and know that, you know, fans are going to need to be a little patient, but start going in a different direction. (laughs) Like, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm, I'm 100% with you. Um, I I don't know how many tradable, you know, pieces you have. Um, but obviously the one who sticks out is Trent Williams, a guy who doesn't want to be here, who's, 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 who's been vocal in that, who, who still isn't here. Um, but then you brought up the word stubborn and I don't, I bet they'll try to trade other guys, but I just don't get a good feeling that I think they're going to stick to their guns on Trent. I don't know. If, I don't, I don't think they'll trade anybody, Aaron, to be 100% honest with you. I think they'll continue to, to, to think they can go out and win every game and make a division run and, um, you know, and all those things. And we're going to be right back I mean, here at the beginning delusional. of the off season, the same place we're always at. Yep. 
It's delusional. Yep. They, I mean, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, the five to six seasons I've been covering this team, it's the same crap. I mean, it seemed like they were getting close, you know, before the Alex Smith injury and all this stuff. But it's like you take five steps forward and like 30 back, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're 100% right. And that's what's frustrating as a fan. That was frustrating as a player. You always felt like, man, going into the season, you got a chance, right? Going into this season, we felt like, man, we got a chance. We're going to have a dominating defense, um, like I spoke yeah, about. Uh, the offense is going to be able to just, yeah. you know, if, if guys can do what Adrian Peterson did last year, um, you know, with the youth, you know, and, 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 and just less wear and tear on his body, you know, maybe he'll be more explosive. You know, if Case can do a little more than Alex, because Alex didn't do much, um, you know, you felt like you had a chance. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the season comes and it's like, man, what is going on? And so, like I said, I've been a part of those in the locker room. And for me, it was always about head down, keep fighting. Like, it, like I can I can only control what I can control. Like, and I, I do feel like they are still fighting. I don't get yeah, the sense. Yeah. And that's got to be tough mentally when, you know, it's it not even really midway. We're about midway through the season. And, and obviously where they are, one and six, it's not the results you want. It seems like it's been a year since they last won a home game, too. You know? Yeah, um, oh, oh, absolutely. And the fan base is starving for that. Um you know, it's just, it's so tough. It's so tough because you know they're fighting, but at the same time, it's like, man, it's, it's, it just always seems like the chips are stacked against them. Um, and I think they have a team that could go out and competitively win games, but you're right, Aaron. Kevin O'Connell has to, we have to see if he's the next Sean McVay, right? Right, We have right. to see if he's Matt LaFleur. And we aren't, we aren't seeing that because his hands are tied. Like a blind yeah. man can see that, you know, this young creative mind offensively is not throwing the ball 12 times or would not like to call that type of a game plan. Um, and I understand weather conditions and things like that, but I guarantee. But they still would be running was, the ball anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think it will, if it was sunshine and 70 degrees, we still would have done the same thing, which is throw the ball 12 times. And, and that's what's so frustrating because it's like, if you're going to hand the ball off a bunch of times, why don't you just put Dwayne in? Okay. Like, <laughs> give him <laughs> the experience. Get... Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, is it that complicated? Like, I'm like, I how many plays do you think he knows? I mean, uh, I guess not these 12 passing plays, <laughs> you know, because goodness gracious, I, I, I think I can learn the 12 passing plays a week and, and get out there and, and, and do the same thing. So, um, yeah. And then what does that do to Dwayne mentally? I mean, I'm, I'd probably be frustrated if I were him, you know, if you're here, yeah, you're not yeah, ready. I mean, All the fans are kind of getting pissed off now, wondering what is going on. Because if he feels like he can go in and play, I'd be mad if people were like, oh, he's not ready. And they're just making assumptions. We're like, well, let us see. Roll the yeah. young fella out there. Let us see what we have in him. Yeah, you know, it takes it takes a mentally tough person. And that's why I know this kid's mentally tough, because, you know, to go through the kind of scrutiny you go through as a quarterback and, and, and having played it all these years, um, you know, you know, the kid's tough, tough as nails. And so, 
you know, I, I, I don't tend to worry about that as much because I know this kid coming from the big time program he came from, even though he only played a year there, he saw, he saw how, 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 how to, uh, you know, interact with, uh, you know, with the media and things like that. And so he'll, he'll continue to handle himself the right way, say the right things. But, you know, I know inside he wants to be out there because he probably feels like, come on, man, like I, I know this. And yes, I might not know it all and I might not be as sharp. But every every great player, every good player wants a chance to go out there and just help their team win. And when you're on the sidelines, you you, you feel like you you know you feel like you're not doing anything to help your team win. Yeah. So I mean, let's kind of like have some fun and take a look at this trade deadline. I mean, do you think that they're really going to do nothing? Because I bet they're going to try to do something. I don't think they're going to do anything. And I mean, like what, what could you trade? Like, give me an example of what's, what's a commodity that somebody would want. I mean, who, yeah. That they would be willing to part with. I know. Cause it's like, I, you don't want to trade McLaurin. <laughs> I mean, no, heck no. Heck no, you cannot trade that young boy. That's all you really got right now. <laughs> Offensively, defensively. Um, I mean, there's a couple pieces you maybe could trade, but I just don't see it happening. I don't. I mean, maybe. I, I mean, I can throw Ryan Kerrigan's name out there because he's that the guy was, who's, who's yeah, getting up there in age. But even he though he's still productive. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, he's still productive. Um, I'm, I'm sure a contender who needs a pass rush um, would, would definitely love to add a piece like him. Um, but it's like, come on, the Redskins don't part with soon to be their all-time sack leader, right? Who's done nothing but 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 been the consummate professional and pro um who doesn't miss games. Yeah. Uh, who's the captain, who's one of the leaders. Like that's I, I definitely don't see that happening, but that's probably the only piece on defense somebody would want. You just signed Landon Collins, you're not trading him. Um, you know, Quentin Dunbar, you have a a deal of a of a of a of a salary wrapped around him right now. I don't yeah. think you try to move that piece. He's too valuable to you. He, he's your number one corner. Um, right. Most teams are paying that number one corner. And know, I don't think they would know, get that much million. in return for Josh Norman. Um, yeah, yeah. Just because the way – with his yeah. age and the way his stats have been going. Yeah, and just how much, how much money is left on his contract. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a really tough one. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good yeah, point because yeah. what I don't know who else there is that they could get some good value from. Yeah, not 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 many people. And then you just take the way guys have been playing, even if they have the name. You know, this team just hasn't been playing 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 that well. Uh, you know, I, we always say there's no moral victories, but knowing Kyle's demeanor and and how this game could have played out, whoo! I'm just happy it wasn't fifty to zero. You know, or forty two oh, to, to, to twelve. And um, you know. I think even the the players after the game thought the same thing. If it wasn't for the weather, it probably would have been. And I saw that uh, Kyle gave his dad the game ball. He dedicated oh, the <laughs> Kyle, boy. Kyle, Kyle don't mess around, that. man. I, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, he doesn't even try to hide it. And I don't blame him, you know. Uh, but it's hard, like. I was I was listening to Grant and Danny and Grant was saying he was walking by, you know, the tailgate area and this guy was sitting by himself and he's like, man, you're here by yourself tailgating. He's like, yeah, everyone bailed on me. And that's kind of like you said, 
this fan base is is tuning it out. They they're they don't even care a lot of them right now because of what the product is on the field. And I think a lack of confidence of where this franchise is headed. You know, people aren't even interested in going to games, obviously. I don't even think many even want to watch the product that's on the field, as you were alluding to. If you were an analyst and if I wasn't a reporter, I don't know if I would have watched that whole game either. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Um, And that's why, like I simply said, um, you know, in an earlier uh, episode, they need to just let this fan base know, hey, look, it's going to be about two, two, three years. Um, We have a lot of great pieces in place. Um, but we're, we're a little further away than we initially thought we were. Um, I think it's going to be crucial, crucial to see who this next head football coach is, um, because this team is going to take on that, that, that coach's identity. And with, with the pieces we have in place, the young talent we have in place, um, you need a guy who can lead men. Um, you know, being a head football coach isn't a lot about X's and O's. Um, as it is in being a really good communicator uh, and knowing how to motivate men. You got to know how to motivate men. You got to know what resonates with different people from different backgrounds. Um, You almost have to be a politician. You know, you have to be able to, um, you know, to say the right thing, but at the same time, keep, keep it, keep it real with your players. Be honest with your players because it's nothing a player uh, likes more than a coach that's honest with them. And that's how you get guys to trust you. And and if you get it, if you get players to trust you, they'll run through a brick wall for you. So um, I'm giving you the blueprint on how you get your next head football coach because it's it's it's, it's gonna be interesting to see where we go from here. And because we are at a crossroads as a franchise, I mean, we really are. The Redskins head coaching job. I mean, it's tough too because you take a look at some of the other coaches who have been here, and it doesn't usually end well for them. And so if you're at a point in your career, it's like, oh, do I want to take this job? You know, I mean, it's going to be hard to get someone well, who, who wants Aaron, to take that. And you heard Rex Ryan say it. I'll take the job. Politician. Yeah. I'll take Look, it's only 32 of these things. And I don't know how many going to open up this year, but uh, everybody wants to be a head football coach. I mean, uh, in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants that job. And so it's not going to be very hard, but just how is the chemistry going to work? How, how How is the front office going to be able to, you know, uh, get the coach the kind of players he feels he needs? How can they work well together? Um, that to me is, 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 is going to is, – it's going to be the most interesting part. That's why it's so it's, it's going to be so interesting who they get. And I keep saying the word interesting because that's the that's the best way I can describe this situation. Um, because you're at a crossroads, like I said, Jay Gruden. The one thing we can say, he got some players on his football team, and and him and and and, and the rest of the guys in that front office, they've they found some good players, and so. We we aren't like past Redskins teams who you get a new football coach in here and you got two or three good players and you're trying to, you know, draft players and, you know, bring in free agents. This defense is really good. They're missing one or two pieces. You know, Ruben Foster in the middle of this linebacking core changes the dynamic of this defense. I, I don't think I can tell you um, when you watch guys like Luke Keekley play, and uh, 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 you know the way Patrick Willis played for years, um, you know just a playmaking position at that linebacker spot. I mean, to me, Ruben Foster he did all that in San Francisco. Um, he was just a little bit of a knucklehead off the field, 
And so we got the opportunity to essentially have two first round draft picks and him and Jonathan Allen on that, on that defense guys that played together, that understands the standard in which they're expected to play. Um, that's, that's the kind of stuff. So I'm sorry to say all that this team is really, really good. How can this next football coach pull off his or bring his identity um, and help this team get over the hump? Yeah. And like, you know how usually you have someone who's like Jay Gruden, like a player's coach. And now we see Bill Callahan style. Which way do you see the pendulum swinging when, you know, they are looking for the right fit in the right type of coach, knowing that, you know, you do have a lot of young pieces here um, to that, you know, to build around that. I don't know what kind of vibe do you think would be good for the personnel that they have? Um, I think a mixture. I and, mean, you know, I, I don't think you need a, you know, a Bill Belichick. But at the same time, I don't think you need a, uh, you know, a coach who, you know, a, 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 a Zach Taylor. And it's not a slap at Zach Taylor, but Zach Taylor's a, a really young coach up in Cincinnati. He's not a fiery guy. He's more of a, uh, you know, a talk to you, let me be your friend kind of coach. I don't think you need a guy like that who's that young. Um, but I also don't think you need a guy um, – you know, like Bill Belichick. So it's, it's a nice medium that this team needs. Um, but like, you know, like I said, you need a creative guy offensively uh, somewhere on his staff that can relate to Dwayne Haskins and help coach him up. That to me is the number one uh, goal. Uh, goal. Yes. But, yes. When looking you know, for a next it, head it, football coach. And I but say how that do we air, even know Dwayne Haskins is is, is the, guy, the right quarter? Yeah. <laughs> at this point, Aaron, he has to get a chance. That's Just what like I'm saying. Did, like they are wasting time by not wasting, figuring out. They what wasting they time, have. but I'm not even mad at them, Aaron, because at this point, this offensive line, I don't even have the confidence that they can protect them. Um, and so I'm I'm not even mad. I'm advocating for Dwayne to get out there because I want to see what he has. But hell, I don't mind if you sit him this whole season. And start fresh next season with that new offensive coach, with that you know, with with, with the new offensive coaching staff. I, you know, I should say, um, because my head coach doesn't need to be an offensive guy, but I need to know, hey, who who gonna be your offensive coordinator? I need to know that before I hire you, because if your offensive coordinator is a guy who doesn't really develop young quarterbacks, um, it's not gonna yeah, be a good not gonna not gonna work for me because yeah. I'm all about developing Dwayne Haskins. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, what about someone like Matt Ioannidis? Uh, he was, you know, wreaking havoc yesterday. Um, he mm-hmm. had a team high nine tackles. Could that be, you know, someone that they could potentially trade and get something back in return? You know, Aaron, you can trade a, uh, you can trade a lot of guys. When I, you know, when I say who can you trade and not mind trading, um, you know, but I don't think they'll do it. You know, a guy like a Ryan Kerrigan pops up. A guy like Ioannidis, who you just signed, um, you know, a year ago, who's right. young, who's part of that that rotation of uh, Alan Payne and Ioannidis. I don't yeah. think you break those guys up. I think that's what makes this attractive. Um, what about like, like a said, Monte Nicholson? He's a guy who could pop, you know, and he's a guy who's very, you know, I love Monte, but... It, it's very interesting because, you know, I was kind of forced out for Monte and then Monte couldn't really stay healthy. And then Monte was kind of slid to the side when they uh, traded for HaHa, And then HaHa ended up not working out. And so then they, you know, kind of jumped back on the Monte bandwagon. Um, you know, you got Troy Apke, who's back there, who you know actually got his first career interception on a really good play by him. 
Um, I think Monte makes the interception as well, but it's nice to see another guy make a play um, because that's another guy making a play. You can never have too many guys making plays. Um, but Monte got hurt, and Monte's a guy who's been hurt through the course of his young career. And so, you know, I don't know if a team would jump at it, but just his ability and the way he plays the game, you know, he's definitely a commodity somebody would want. But at the same time, some of some of what makes this job attractive is some of this young talent you have. And so I think you kind of, you know, I don't think you trade the young talent. I'm more so, uh, let me get guys who's a little older in the tooth who I can build around what a young team. What about Paul Richardson? I mean, I forget he's even on the team. What, what uh, are they paying him for? What has uh, he done? money guy. You know, he's supposed to be a number one receiver. And, uh, you know, to Paul's defense, it's hard to be a number one receiver when you don't get any targets. So you only get two targets a game and you and throw the, the ball 12 times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the quarterback can't throw the ball the way you like it which is Paul was a take the top off uh off the defense kind of guy um mm-hmm. and so you know it's hard to point fingers when when I haven't given this guy an opportunity to uh you know to excel at what he does um but yeah he's a, he's a, he, he's a guy that a team you know the 49ers are looking for 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 receivers um mm-hmm. you know I think Paul Richardson fits good in that room with what they try to do which is run 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 the ball in take top, you know, take the top off the defense with some shots. Yeah. Um, this team just isn't a good fit for his skill set, which is why he never gets the ball. Um, so it's a short week. Um, interesting game Thursday in Minnesota. You got Case going back to Minnesota. We've got the Kirk Cousins storyline. What are you looking forward to for this hey, Thursday night game? Hey, the dude who's going in the Hall of Fame, because ain't none of them going in the Hall of Fame, the dude that's going in the Hall of Fame as a running back for the Minnesota Vikings is going back to town. Mm-hmm. And that's Adrian Peterson. That's the that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to watching Adrian Peterson run the football and that Minnesota fan base still show him love because I know 100 percent they're gonna show uh AP a ton of love when he goes back to Minnesota. Um, and Kurt's going to try to slice and dice this defense. I mean, he obviously mm-hmm. wants to exact, exact a little revenge without a doubt. But to me, it's all about AP right now, man. Him being a Hall of Famer and just, you know, at the tail end of his career, um, yeah. you know, going back to a place he had so much success at. Yeah, I mean, you know he had this game circled on his calendar. He's got to be excited about this opportunity on Thursday. Um yeah, it's going to be an interesting week. I I think you've got to consider starting Dwayne Haskins after this game. I mean, I, I just don't know what you're doing if we don't see him playing soon, just to kind of bring it full circle. I mean, I get it. It's a short week, whatever. But a- after this point, I mean, you know, like, why not put the rookie in? I think they're making a point. I don't think we'll see him. Um you know, I, I I just don't. I think they'll they'll continue to go the way of you know of Case Keenum and continue to to kind of protect him by uh you know by running the football probably seventy percent of the time, um and just taking some shots you know some safe passes uh or just shots when you are saying hey we're gonna take a shot make you know throw it up and give our guy a chance to you know you know to make a play on it. Um, that's just not the way this offense seems to want to operate under Coach Callahan. Um, you know, no one complained when it was, you know, the Miami Dolphins, but when you're trying to run the football, you know, that much, um, 
it makes it easy for the defense. It makes it easy for that coordinator. It makes it easy for those players on defense. And that's what you saw with the 49ers. They're a really good defense. And we didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't help them. Uh, or I should say we helped them. We didn't help ourselves um, by not taking shots and not trying to back those guys up. And like I said, I know the weather was a part of it, but I just feel this team still would have done the same thing if it was sunny. Yeah, probably. I mean, we were talking this week because Dante Whitner had some kind of harsh comments about Greg Minuski and, and how, you know, the Redskins, they always kind of show the same coverages and they're not good at disguising them. What were your thoughts on Dante's comments? <laughs> Dante is a funny guy. <laughs> Dante is a funny guy. He, uh, wow, he talked about a little bit of everything, didn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. He wasn't holding back. Um, yeah, obviously, he was only I with mean, the Redskins I, for a few months, so he didn't really have a reason to not kind of tell it like it is from his point of view. That was his opinion, you know. Yeah. Um, now the the you know the Greg Maneski situation. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think Greg is as clueless to schemes as 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 Dante Whitner alludes to. Um I think we all as as just being realists would say, come on man, if the dude don't know that, how's he been a you know a football coach in the league for so long? How's he been a coordinator? Um and so I would say that Greg Minuski doesn't doesn't demand his players to to disguise and do some of the things you really need to do to be a great secondary. Um, I've always believed the best coordinators are DB guys that understand that in today's age of football, you win games from the back front. You don't win games um, from the front back. And I say that from a standpoint of from the, I, I, I call my defensive ends and my pass rushers. I call them as part of my passing game. Obviously it works hand in hand. I need my rushers, but I say that from a standpoint of protecting the linebackers when I say from the front, uh, back because most 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 coordinators who were linebackers like Greg Maneski was a linebacker tends to not want to put the linebackers in harm's way. They don't understand that that the DB. Hey, look, it's it's five dudes uh, that's going to potentially be receivers out here. We need to protect ourselves. Um, and so, me being a DB guy, I always think from the back end front. And so, like you know, like I said, Greg Maneski isn't clueless, but he tends to think more stop the run and protect the linebackers more so than. Hey, look, we're going to stop the run a little bit, but we're really going to keep these bombs from Baghdad off our head, which is six points the quickest way, or, um, you know, or, 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 or just kind of, you know, putting more DBs on the field instead of linebackers. That tends to be, um, you know, the way the league's going, the way it's just so many passing, um, so many different passing attacks nowadays. Was there anything that he said that you agreed with? <laughs> you gonna get me in trouble, Aaron. Okay, don't, don't <laughs> no, answer. I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer. But I, I, you know, I think the whole Josh Norman uh, uh, conversation part of it was pretty funny. Um, I, I, I don't know. I can't remember if I was at that game, Aaron, because that was one of the that was the season I actually got hurt, and Dante came in because I got hurt and you know took my spot. Um, I think I actually took another guy's spot who got hurt as well, you know, cause we had a lot of injuries that year. Um, but I remember the play and it, it, you know, it's a quarters defense and both players could have been better. I, you know, I, I have to say that cause you know, everyone, you know, Dante obviously is going to say his side of the story. Um, he could have kicked and helped Josh out a little bit more, but Josh got to know at the same time. Hey, look, I, I got him 
by myself. Um, I think that was that's what was so interesting when I moved to safety. I I, I still thought like a corner, and so I would have one hundred percent been back there. And maybe in the early in the offseason, I was back there for Josh. So Josh was expecting Dante to be back there too, and Dante doesn't play it like that. He plays it like, look, that's that's all you. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, Josh definitely threw him under the bus on that play and was like, hey, man, like, where you at? And Dante was like, bro, that's not my play, that's your play. But, <laughs> but that was a problem we had, the communication, even with the coaches' communication, because, like, you don't hold Josh accountable, but you hold a guy like Rashad Breeland accountable. And to me, that's the disconnect in, 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 in coaching players. You have to coach everyone the same. If anything, I'm harder on my better players because I know they can take it. They know I demand more out of them. And so I'm not like that's the way my coaches were on me. When I coach, that's how I'm going to be on my players. How can I How can I expect this young dude to fall in line, to do what's, 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 what's asked of him, to play as hard as he can, to you know, to make plays to the level of, to the level that we want 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 them made. If I'm not asking my captains, my number one guys, the guys who are making all the money, because you know, let's be honest, we expect the guy who's making all the money to make the most plays, right? That's why he got paid. That's why I want to get paid. I want to be like him. What's it like for you now that you're an analyst and you are critical of someone like Josh Norman? Does he ever like say anything to you or reach out? Like, what's that dynamic like? I mean, he got a little mad last year when, you know, it was my first year doing, you know, doing TV and things like that. And you had to sit um, on set with him? Was that Yeah, awkward? yeah, we sat on set and talked. No, it wasn't awkward for me because, <laughs> like, I've always said how I felt, but not disrespectfully. You know, right, I, right. I, I don't say it, oh, I'm going to piss you off. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm just trying to be as honest as possible. Somebody asked me a question. He got benched in the New Orleans game. And somebody asked me, and I was like, yeah, you know, well, you know, obviously the coach didn't, you know, didn't like what he was doing. He benched him. He got to elevate his, got to step his game up. So I, I, don't, I don't go out of my way to try to, you know, harm anyone. I was, I was once a player. Hell, I played that position at mm-hmm. a high level. If mm-hmm. anybody knows, I know. Mm-hmm. I absolutely know. I know probably better than you know as a player. Um because I've been in so many of those battles and I've done it for such a long, or I did it for such a long time. Um, and so, no, nah, it, it's, it's not hard for me. And I hope they understand that yeah. I'm doing my job just like they're, they're trying to do their job. Um, yeah. That's always how I've been. And so if they don't like it, they got my phone number. If they need my phone number, DM me, I slide it to you and we can, we can talk about it. <laughs> All right. I like it. I respect it. And I appreciate that answer. Cause I know it is, It's got to be a little different, but, you know, as long as, like you said, it's fair and it's, hey, this is your job now, right? So I was just curious if if, if Josh had ever hit you up or been like, man, like, why why are you talking about me or whatever? I wasn't sure whether, whether what you're saying, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know if they, if any of the guys had ever like reached out to you or anything or how they handled that. Yeah, no, nah, not 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 for anything negative. Um, you know, I've got some hey, thanks for pumping me up, and you know, some texts like that, and DMs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But um, no, because Aaron, I've always tried to approach it as if I was the player, yeah, and I'm the analyst talking about myself, mm-hmm. and so I don't just pile on. If I look like crap, I won't. I won't like 
Okay, let me know I look like crap and then move on. Don't mm-hmm. keep trying to beat me down, beat me down. You told me I look bad already. Cool. Now <laughs> let's move on. Um, and so, you know, I've never tried to pile on. I've tried to treat every player as myself. And so, yeah. you know, I hope I'm not making nobody mad. But if I am, let's talk about it. We, we can right. ju- join, join the episode and we can talk about it. Yeah, you've got an open door policy here. Open mic. <laughs> open mic night, man. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. It's always good talking to you after a Redskins game. Too bad they, you know, we're talking about another loss. But um, I, I love, you know, picking your brain on this stuff and learning from you. And um, I want to thank our listeners. Uh, we really appreciate you. I love this episode. Leave us a review. Subscribe. Um, DM us. Tweet us if there's certain things you want us to talk about this week as we get ready to talk about this Thursday night Vikings game. So leave us a review. Get at us. Let us know what we can do. We appreciate you, Redskins Nation. We'll see you later this week. All in all. Out.